Welcome, everyone, to episode 80 of the Neapolitan Podcast. I'm in associations where foodies never say die. I am your Prime Minister of Flavor, Mick Roman. Prime Minister of what? <laughs> and with me, like always, it's Kyle. The better question is, uh, when's What's-His-Face going to run for uh, Governor of Flavor, Flavor State? <laughs> Guy Fiari. Yeah, he needs to... Nah, he's the mayor. He's got to yeah. run for governor. Well, he's got to finish his... Uh... His tenure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, fuck that shit. Just run for president. It's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Senators don't wait. Exactly. And the sun god himself, Joaquin the Dragon Phoenix. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Happy fucking Saturday. It's fucking beautiful outside. Trains is ass. It's the perfect weather to get into some bullshit. (laughs) And I like it. Come on now. It's like summer vibes 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so that WAP summer? Yeah. <laughs> before that, when we knew it was WAP, before it was a word for it. <laughs> Back when it was a gruel? Yeah, before it was, no, before it was called Splish Splash. <laughs> what, the fucking cavemen? Uh, back when Casey used to go to Action Park. Oh, shit. <laughs> what is that? It's that fucking uh, water park in fucking Jersey that a bunch of people got injured or killed. Oh, wow. Because uh, they had, like, no safety regulations. It was a mon- money laundering scheme by the owner. It's crazy. There's a whole documentary on uh, on HBO about it called really? Class Action Park. Oh, fucking, wow. like, the, the people that worked at the park were a bunch of teenagers that were high and just fucking each other. Wow. And it was just a bunch of crazy shit. People. Yeah, but, like, the whole teenage thing, how's that different than any other theme park? Yeah, you're right. But it wasn't a money laundering suit. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you can't, you can't run uh, this park unless you have uh, insurance. He goes, no, I have, an, I have insurance. You know, I got insurance from this company. You know, random LLC that has no other clients, hasn't existed in, like, since just like two, three months, is that the guy, the owner of the park, started himself <laughs> <laughs> to give himself insurance? Yep. Jeez, uh, that's crazy. Now, it's it's a crazy documentary, man. I, I'd recommend it. It's one of the things I watched back when we were in lockdown. Yeah, you just needed shit to watch. Mm. And speaking Makes of sense. yeah, and speaking of shit to watch during lockdown, that's when I caught up on One Piece. And uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the newest chapter, since it's fucking hype. Chapter yeah, yeah, yeah. 1044. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? Uh, 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 the uh, drums uh, uh, of liberation. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we'll get the One Piece talk out the way early. Uh, turns out Luffy's fruit is not a paramecia like we thought. Or not a paramecia. What was it? Um... No, no, it's Paramecia. It's paramecia. not a Paramecia. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't no, a it turns out he's a Zoan. A, a mythical Zoan type. Yeah, human, human model Nika. Get the fuck yep. out of here, man. I mean, we kind of knew it, and it was like set up for it, but at the same time. Yeah. Like, um, I was seeing a thread earlier on Twitter, basically, like all the foreshadowing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. When he was talking to Chopper, saying like, oh my god, you got seven transformations? That's amazing. Yeah. And they were saying like, with Gear 5, that makes Luffy's seventh transformation. Because he has base, gear two, gear three, gear four bounce man, gear four snake man, gear four uh, tank, tank man, man, and then gear five, mm. seven. And uh, they were saying how like he's like Luffy's crazy durable. 
just like all the other Paramecia users. Like, yeah. just look at fucking Hokkaido's army, all, all the dinosaur users. Yeah. Uh, but they're not Paramecia. No, I mean, not Paramecia, the... The mythical... The mythical Zoan. My bad, yeah. I meant Zoan. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, eh, fucking made up words. <laughs> but yeah, they're all Zoan users and they're all crazy durable. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, so... um, And we only went by, you know, while like Shank and his crew told Luffy... Yeah. And whatever. So, like, yeah, we don't know how true that was. It could have been lying from the get-go. But yeah. it makes sense, though, why Shanks would sacrifice his arm to save Luffy. Why? Because if he knew that, you know, they they stole that devil fruit for a reason. Because the government was going after it. It's a mythical zone type. It's supposed to be the fruit that brings back Joy Boy or whatever. Okay. And remember... Gold Roger was looking, or not Gold, Goldie Roger was looking for Joy Boy towards his last years. Uh, ever since he found out in Fishman Island and all that, and Laugh Tale, and he was saying, how like, oh, I wish I would have lived throughout, you know, to meet you, but I won't be there. And he was convinced that Ace would have been the reincarnation of Joy Boy. Yep. But, you know, instead you got Luffy, and Luffy ate the devil fruit, and how, like, they were saying one of the other foreshadows is, like, uh, Shanks was saying, like, Making fun of Luffy is what brings him joy because they were all like poking fun at him and like joking with him. Mm. And uh, so, like, once Luffy ate the fruit, must have been one of those like, oh, yeah, this might be it. But that still doesn't explain why the fuck was he with the elders during uh, the reverie. It doesn't. And it also doesn't necessarily like explain really why Shank. Shanks really like gave up his arm. Like he gives you any money, but it doesn't really explain it. Because Shanks wasn't with Roger when they went to Laugh Tale. No. So how would he know anything about Joy Boy and this and that and the third if he was not there? No, no, he was there for all the other stuff. All the other. Yeah, he wasn't there for when not he went to Laugh Tale, but because Buggy was sick. But you know, they went back to the crew. Afterwards, yeah, yeah, but it's that's not some that's speculation at that. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's been flushed out, and we know Shanks and Buggy did not go with them lifestyle. So how do they know the history? How do they know like Joy Boy is gonna eventually come through the acquisition of the fruit, said fruit that's supposed to harbor the spirit of Sun God Nika? We don't know that. It's all speculation at this point. It is. So that's what cannon. makes it good. Yeah, though, at the same time. Because he does leave a lot of evidence around. Like, same thing with the Afro Luffy shit I sent you. Yeah. Like, that insignia on his fucking chest was foreshadowing. Because the hair wasn't like anything we ever seen on that little skull. That's not Luffy's Jolly Roger. That's not Roger's Jolly Roger. That's not anybody's Jolly Roger. Nobody has that Jolly Roger on Luffy's chest when he turns into Afro Luffy. Nope. So it's kind of like personification of what he will become eventually. In that arc, because he was on near death fighting fucking um Foxy, yeah, and he was able to still with the power of his will still continue fighting. That was foreshadowing. <laughs> so order is an, is the goal in many ways, but at the same time, people don't like it because he leaves out certain things or he doesn't like fully resolve certain things or go back to certain things, like i.e. the Shanks thing with the girls say. Yeah, you know. Or, i.e., why was the most important pages of Old, uh, Odin's journal ripped out? Mm-hmm. You know? 
even Yamato is surprised that Luffy's Joy Boy. Yeah. But it, the way that he sets it up, he makes it seem that she's supposed to know. Or he makes it seem that, you know, like all these characters, they're already aware of this information. They just didn't capitalize. Or, you know, like he uses like a, an excuse as to why certain things didn't happen. Especially with the Gorosei. They knew what this fruit was for how long? 800 years. But they never expected this motherfucker to awaken it. Nope. That's a plot line that, you know, we kind of get the gist of. But the way he sets it up, he makes it seem as if they known this whole time and that they known that Luffy that's why, had it. That's why they sent the, the CP0. It's like, hey, whatever you do, kill Luffy. And what ended up happening, he got clapped by Kaido. Yeah. So either they don't know what it takes to awaken this fruit. One, two, they never expected anyone to awaken this fruit because it hasn't been awakened in 800 years. Or three, their priorities wasn't straight, as they said. Mm-hmm. Now, it might be part of the awakening, the fact that like he died, which goes to some of the other fan theories that I've seen of uh, you know Kaido wanting to be Joy Boy. And like he knows more than... That he leads on, which is one of the things why he wanted to die in battle, or why he tried to kill himself jumping off of like one of the Sky Islands when he's first introduced. And then he's like, "Well, that didn't kill me. I'm gonna beat up these guys right here." And he fucks up a uh, kid. That's possible. I do think he knows more than what he leads on. He knows more than, like. What his character is personified as, which is like rain. No, in the clouds earlier when we were walking mm-hmm. on our way here. The sun god. Chill. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the all right mood today. I'm not in a bad mood. Don't worry. No thunderclouds today, Kyle. Don't worry. You'll get home safe. <laughs> Water breathing. Fuck you, God. <laughs> Imagine. Like, just going down the street doing the barrel rolls that you do in fucking uh, Elder Ring. Uh, uh, <laughs> he has a move like that. Pinwheel? Um, no, Waterfall Bation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he fucking like spins forward. Nah, that Elden Ring shit is fucking hilarious to sidetrack real fast. Because I've been seeing people talking about that. Somebody modded one of the fucking Elden Ring characters in a Sonic suit. It yeah. was just rolling around. Who was it who showed it? <laughs> Wasn't it Mick who showed me that? Yeah, 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 I did. When we were yeah. sitting down having that conference call. <laughs> if I saw that shit, I would fucking uninstall the goddamn game. <laughs> Fuck this shit. You rolled into me and fucking killed me? This is bullshit. Nah, bro. Well, I don't play Souls games. Bro. Yeah. Incantations. And contain this dick. Wow. Hey, yo. <laughs> um, no, but a lot of exciting things are coming out from One Piece right now. Everybody's really hyped. Yep. Uh, thank God next week is not a break. <laughs> I kind of wish it was. Praise Oda. Next week is not a break. I kind of wish it was, though. It kind of make people more on edge. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was good. Uh, only, uh, at least that I know of my heroes on break next week. Okay. I, I got to finish reading that chapter. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, love triangle. No, no, no. It, it ends with uh, with Dobby and Shoto. Oh yeah, yeah. They gotta come back to that because that's what they started with anyway. Yeah, makes sense. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then like next week on break, I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, 
At least they don't take breaks every other fucking week like Oda does. Nah, Oda need to take them breaks, man. I know, I know. But he's like, what, 45? Still. Take them breaks, man. Get a week off that you ain't fucking putting pencil to paper. It's good for him. It's good for his health. Because <laughs> Croatia, because of how much money they make, then they will run him dry. That is true. You know, so... And, you know, we've heard his fucking... Uh, how hard he works at drawing at fucking One Piece. How, like, his crazy work ethic. He only, like, sleeps, like, three, maybe four hours. And he's just, like, drawing all day. Stops, half lunch, backs and reading. Yep. You know, he's not like Toriyama, who's like, yeah, fuck it. And it's like, what's the chapter when you need it? Wednesday? All right. Tuesday. I'll work. Yeah, he'll do it on Tuesday. Spent all week, like, just hanging out. <laughs> Come Tuesday morning, like, ah, shit. <laughs> fuck. Super Saiyan. I don't got to color the hair. That'll save me some time. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the reason why we have Super Saiyan. <laughs> So he wouldn't have to ink the fucking <laughs> Goku's hair all the time, yeah. And it's why he hates Cell because of all the spots he gave him because they're all like in specific places. Yeah. So like he had to like draw them in in that same exact spot every single time. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Cell was fucking creepy looking though. Oh, the first form. First form. Yeah. Form, yeah. 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 Uh, that fucking oh the team four star abridged uh, yeah. version oh what well, he's like singing mr sandman yeah mr sandman it's like oh. <laughs> i just want to say hello <laughs> like, piccolo he's like how do you know who i am uh, excuse me let me drink this guy <laughs> he just pokes him dude's melting yeah <laughs> uh. Nah, Cell was fucking cool, though. Yeah, no, that first yeah. one, the first two phones is creepy as fuck. I'm not even going front. Now, here's the funny thing. Um, Cell's second form is actually Toriyama's favorite, really? but his editor did not like it. He's like, he's fucking weird looking. Why you give him lips? He's like, hurry up and go to the final form. Mm. Ah, my drink. Yes. Yeah, no. He's talking shit. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sun god. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that that was a dragon ball too yeah <laughs> hey you talking shit that's what happens the spirit of him is dwelled within those books he ain't dead <laughs> the spirit within him is dwelled within those books <laughs> it's the ink Mick the ink it's written with his blood exactly yeah now it's attacking your drink so it is an uns oh okay I looked at uh, Otis 47 yeah yeah He's got to live long enough to uh, complete it. He's oh, not. Oh, yeah. No, he'll be around. It's crazy to think that he's been doing this for, like, what, since over 20 years. So he started doing One Piece when he was, like, 25. No, younger. Younger? Because One think Piece so. came out in 99. Yeah. Came out in 99, but how long was he writing it for? Mm. True. Because like, I see pictures of him when he first started. That motherfucker looks young as shit. He looks like a good, I would say 23, not 25, maybe 23. He's 24. Uh, so he looks like he's 24? still got hope. I was close. Shit. You're in between. Yeah. Damn. So Start he's at that point where, he's, where, where hope is really starting to die out. Stop. <laughs> That's when it begins. With and then he became a fucking love. millionaire. Yep. He's like, ah, life has meaning. 
<laughs> I'm surprised Araki's so young. I thought he'd be older. Um, the writer of JoJo? Yeah. He's 61. What? What? Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be a lot older. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Although when you look at him, he looks mad young too. Like he looks a hell of a lot younger than his actual age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then okay. Toriyama's 66. Shit. Kishimoto's also 47. Damn. Mm-hmm. Naruto's been around the same time. Yeah. Well, it's funny because both Oda and Kishimoto, they were both interns. And uh, they were, I think they used to do like the inking for uh, Rurouni Kenshin. Really? Yeah. So like they they were interns on that manga mm. or assistants, some something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably more interns and assistants. Yeah. So basically, their job was to like ink shit and like color it in. Yeah. That's a good start. Maybe draw a background. Yeah. That's how it, which is fucking funny, because like I've seen, you know, like I've looked up videos as to why is Boruto art so fucking bad. Yeah. So it turns out the guy who draws Boruto is the guy who used to draw the backgrounds in in Naruto. Mm. Like not all of them, but like you know certain like panels. Yeah. Where uh, Kishimoto is just like drawing the character and the actions. Like, all right, you do the background. Right. That's what the guy did. He drew the backgrounds, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, now I get to draw the manga. Of course. So basically, this dude's background is fire, though. His yeah, entire yeah, background is drawing trees. But not his character models. Nah, some of his backgrounds is fire. Yeah, yeah. I, I give it, he does good backgrounds. But character models are trash. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we're going to Japan, Casey. Everybody got these trains. We got to repopulate. Wait, excuse me. And we got to beat up uh, the, the artist of Boruto. Yes. He can't, he can't draw. He ain't got no hands. You guys have to do that. I have another mission. Well, he's going to be... Yeah, Casey's going to be busy fucking yeah. instead of exacting revenge. Wow. He's got to breed a champion manga writer wow. and then kill the worst one. So, so not, just bu- not building a school, not building a business. Fucking. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That's what I'm... Really, that, 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 that. Okay. okay. You got money to build a school? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, no, not out there. <laughs> Dude, they're a conversion rate. They're like, yeah. hey, what you mean? I only got twenty dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. I only got twenty yen. It's <laughs> even worse. Nah, this is like similar to ours. It's like a little bit less, but not that much less. So it's like still expensive. Their currency and conversion towers. You're looking it up now, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, One U.S. dollar is. 122.09 Japanese, Japanese, Japanese yen. Yep. What the fuck does that mean? Right. But that 122 Japanese yen, that's like, I think that's probably like, what, $12, I think? So it's not, I, I think it's $12. Don't quote me on that. But like in comparison to how much it costs out there, that's like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's see, 100 American dollars is like 12,209 and 50, like 0.50 yen. All right, fuck it. We go to DR, we'll be fucking multimillionaires with $20. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, you see what I mean? Like, in comparison to how expensive things are there. And yeah, that's the like, thing, that's like, like fucking like Japan, nothing. especially like cities like Tokyo and shit. It's like one of the most expensive cities in the world. Yes. Comparable to like New York. So like, yes. 
It would just be like throwing money down the drain. It make kind of makes sense. You have to like know where you want to go in Japan, so you don't fucking run into that fucking mice in the rat race hole that people usually run into when they think it's like, oh yeah, run Japan, and they spend only fucking money. Yep. And you gotta go like semi rural parts and like chill out and then work your way to the <laughs> yeah. cities. Next thing you know, you would be fucking dancing naked in the streets with a fucking begging for money like Odin. Yeah. <laughs> with a loincloth. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. So, <laughs> let's get into our topic. So, yeah, Mike Tyson is selling ear shaped edibles. Uh, called Mike Bites. Yep, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? What kind of trolling <laughs> shit is this? I was when I first heard about it, I was telling Kyle about is Evander Holyfield getting in, in on this action? No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mike Tyson trademark. Yep. <laughs> they just keep fucking that dude just keeps getting that fucking thing brought up. Oh yeah, you're that dude who fucking Mike Tyson bit his ear off. He isn't known for boxing anymore. He's just known for getting his ear bit off. Hey. Gotta be somebody snack some point in your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the kind of snack they're talking about, Casey. It's, it's crazy though. Like, uh, Mike Tyson's explanation as to why he bit his fucking ear, because people think like, oh my god, Mike Tyson's fucking crazy. But nope. No, it was like Evander Holyfield was like he was legitimately like fighting dirty. Yeah, he like was fighting that? dirty. Like he was going like below the cup. He was hitting him with headbutts and like doing a bunch of like you know like shit like that. Shit that yeah. the ref couldn't see. Yeah, behind like the ref's back or like the ref was allowing it and Mike Tyson's like yo what the fuck so he's like alright do you want to keep doing this fucking lean then bit a fucking top part of his fucking ear off like ah and then <laughs> they stopped the fight they're like what the yeah, fuck yeah he got disqualified yeah yep. they letting that shit go on for too long that's not that's not even the only fight there was a few fights that Mike Tyson had that was just dirty that nobody talks about but everybody just think like nah he crazy no nah nah he knew he knew exactly what he was doing exactly. you know it's funny um one of the stories too from like my tyson's uh boxing career is like early on i think when he won the, the belt the first time like the guy who was a champion he was much taller than mike tyson he's like going around trying to do shit and like talking out loud talking shit trying to like intimidate mike so like mike tyson is in his changing room they're like across the hall. He just starts punching the wall. And all you hear is boom, boom, boom. And they're like, what the fuck? Because like he was doing a bunch of shit to like cool down Mike Tyson. Because he was saying like they were like wrapping him up. And he goes I'm like, no, no, no. You're going to make sure those wraps aren't loaded. Right? Yeah. So then they have to like un- cut the wraps, undo them, double check. And then like rewrap them. And that, that takes a long time to like wrap up like your hands for uh to put on the boxing gloves it's like maybe like 20 minutes or so yeah so like you know when you're ready you're hyped up and like you're just stopped like obviously this you know like it's gonna cool you off but no tyson's just punching the wall and they're hearing him across the hall <laughs> and this is an arena this is like fucking hollow walls like in an apartment right. you know yeah and they're like oh shit <laughs> so then like, when you see the fight when they're doing the the not the way in, but like you know when they gotta like touch gloves and whatever the introductions. Like you see the guy, yeah. he's like dumb, scary. He's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, and then Tyson beat him. Yep. Yeah. What happens when you piss me off? Stop playing with me like I'm some bitch. Yeah. You know who I am. You know what my name is. You know what it. You know what this is about. Loaded gloves, man. 
I don't need loaded gloves. I just need to tap you twice. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, another thing, aside from that, uh, so also at a comedy club, someone pulled a gun on Mike Tyson. I, heard, I yeah. read about that shit too. Well, yeah, it's my time to shine now, bitch. We gonna fight. Mike yeah. Tyson just kept sipping his fucking drink. Yeah, calm that motherfucker down real quick. Like the situation seemed like it was on you know, like escalate because the dude was just like being mad, reasonable, trying to give him a reaction on Mike Tyson the whole time. But yeah, Mike Tyson, he was just like not on that type he's of like, time. No. Like, he's like, like, I'm, I'm not gonna entertain you. Fuck you. And he knew what it was too. And he's like, Yeah, we're not doing this. Bro. Just calm down. And then like some of Mike Tyson boys helped him probably calm him down too. Like, yeah, chill the fuck out. We're not doing that. Yeah, so he's like talking shit, trying to get Mike Tyson to fight him. Then he pulls mm. out a gun on him. Yeah. Try to, again, instill a reaction. Hey, you know, Mike, he's like, you ain't going to fucking shoot. He knows. Kill the motherfucker had tigers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And a lion. Like, who, who, who the fuck had, does that? And like, and not like cubs. Like, you see pictures of him wrestling a full-grown fucking tiger. Like, ah, you're playing bringing with it. Like, it's somebody like, was playing with belly, a small ass Like, cat. if it was me with my cat. No. Yes. Ugh. Like, it's fucking crazy. But, yeah, so, you know, nothing happened. I mean, fuck. I, I keep forgetting. We we talked about this before, but who was the, the group that they were, like, huddled up saying, like, yeah, we're going to have to pull a knife on, on them, like, years oh, ago. Oh, that was Locks. That was Locks. That was a Jadakus group. Yeah. That's when it was, um, that's when Eve was very popular. And they was in the same spot that uh Mike Tyson was in. And this was, like, also sometime after the time we had championship. Yep. So they saw him there and, like, oh, shit, like, oh my God, Tyson, this oh, is the world shit. champ. And then he's, like, talking to, like, their girl, the girl in the group. And he's, like, being, like, all, like, dirty about it and shit like that. And they're like, and they peeped up being uncomfortable. They was like, wait, yeah, I don't like the way Mike Tyson talking. Yeah, she's like, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's one of us. He's like, all right, and like, look, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to shank him. We're, look, one of us has to rush him and sacrifice. Like, who's who's gonna like volunteer to get knocked out? Because you know, <laughs> we, we're not all gonna be able to take him. <laughs> yeah, one person has to be the scapegoat. You gotta shank him, get his attention, and then the two will come in and try to lead him. They do their best effort. <laughs> <laughs> They're like plotting this, but they, and even then, they don't even know if it's gonna even be able to fucking work. Exactly. And then one of them's like, "Come on, Mike, man, just, just don't talk to her like that." Hey, hey you right, my bad. <laughs> so, yo, come on, chill, Mike. Like we we fuck with you, yo. Like you you are hero, like, son. You be, you be disrespectful, man. Yeah, you damn sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, all right. So the two of us gonna run in. We gonna shake him at both sides, and then you gonna lean him. Ew, but we don't know if that's gonna work. So then we might have to like get back up and then regroup. Yeah, they they had a whole plan thought out. It was it wasn't gonna work. It wasn't going to work. As soon as Mike Tyson would have got, felt that little nick in his side. Mm. Yeah, he's got to be like throwing haymakers. Like one hit KO. Pa, 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 pa. No, not even content. Just, just one punch. And, that, and that's the thing. In that story, we don't even know if he's just there by himself hanging out with them. Right. We don't know if he has his crew. Yep. Like uh, the second, the first guy rushing, you know they're pulling out guns. Yeah. Like, uh... And, you know, before we go into, like, the next part of the Mike Tyson trilogy story today, uh, but it, it's wrestling-related. So, <laughs> apparently when, like, Mike Tyson, you know, did that angle in the WWE with, yeah. Stone with, with Stone Cold? Yeah. 
that like he shoved Stone Cold like for real. But like when he shoved them, apparently like they were plotting, not plotting, they were planning to go to like a strip club afterwards. So Mike had a bunch of like money on him, cash. Hey. So when he shoved Austin, like all his money flies off. Uh. And then like um, apparently like the, some of the people in his crew, they weren't smart enough to it. So like when Austin's getting on Tyson's face, like they were like legit wanted to jump Austin. <laughs> And then, you know, like, Mike pushes and money comes out in there and they're, like, shoving people out the way trying to grab Mike's money so to make sure nobody else takes it. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Nah, I like that scene, though. That was, that was golden. That was golden. Yeah. They made it seem real as fuck. Yeah. Because, like, at first you tell, like, all right, yeah, they ain't gonna really fight. And then you see, like, certain words being exchanged. like, wait, all right, they facial expressions is changing. <laughs> and you see Tyson <laughs> push the shit out of Stone Cold and fuck you fuck you <laughs> stone cold stunner <laughs> and then uh but yeah so which is a perfect segue because it's wrestling related so yeah so you know how mike tyson has his weed farm yeah he's teaming up with rick flair so rick flair can put out his own uh his own rick flair weed and uh he posted um a thing on instagram about it say, saying thanks to mike tyson and is tyson 20 i've been I've become a true cabinet advocate and enthusiast. I am thrilled to partner with a longtime friend and fellow warrior whom I greatly admire. There are a lot of synergies between me and Mike. We both had many ups, many downs, but we keep it going at life. I look forward to creating cannabis products that will appeal to the national fan base. Tyson 2.0 products make me go woo, and soon my fans everywhere can get in on it. All right. Yeah, I'm like, it makes sense. I mean. Flair got canceled because of that fucking <laughs> dark side of the ring. So he has to do other shit to get money. What did he, was he, he said during the dark side of the ring? Uh, he didn't say anything. He wasn't in that episode. But they were talking about the plane ride for hell. Oh, yeah. And yeah he was yeah, walking yeah. around help, doing the helicopter ride. And he was drunk out his face and trying to get the stewardess to touch his dick. Yeah. He's like, come on, baby. Woo! <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That usually works. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Ric Flair was like one of the main people that contributed to Dark Side of the Ring? No, no, no. Um, he, he wasn't involved with it. They were talking the story that he was a part of oh, happened. Really? And it was okay. a plane ride from hell. So like in that plane ride, so basically the wrestlers, they were uh, coming back. I think they were like in Europe for like a European tour. So they were coming back and then was having issues um, with boarding. So, like, they were on the plane, but they couldn't take off yet. The, pl- the flight was delayed by about six hours. So, they were just hanging out in the plane. And they were just getting a bunch of, like, drinks. So, they were drinking for six hours. Um, they were saying how, like, they brought in three liquor carts to that plane. And they were saying, like, we've never seen one be empty, let alone six. Yeah. So, between that much alcohol, fucking pills, because they were all doing drugs. Yeah. Like, they, they were going nuts. So when the plane finally took off, um, who the fuck was it? Um, one of the guys got drunk. They slapped like a uh, JBL while he was asleep. <laughs> he got up. Um, I think it was Michael Hayes. Yeah. Because he was pilled up. Because also they were slipping each other roofies. Oh, Jesus. Hey, this, this is another thing too. Hey, to like yo. try to prank and fuck with each other. So like uh, Michael Hayes is like half like done. He goes... He slaps JBL. JBL gets up, 
punches him in the face, knocks him out. While he's knocked out, someone goes and cut off his fucking ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Why? Um, uh, Dustin Rose, uh, Goldust. Yeah. He His ex-wife is on the plane. He's going up to her. He's like, I'm sorry, baby. Please take me back. And she's like, uh, let's not do this here. And then he, he <laughs> grabs the fucking the stewardess uh, phone and, you know, to the, to talk to the intercom. And he's singing her love songs. And he's crying and shit. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Scott Hall was knocked out throughout the entire fucking plane ride because he was drugged up. Uh, Mr. Perfect and Brock Lesnar decided, hey, let's fucking wrestle each other. Like, because uh, they're both like, you know, NCAA collegiate wrestlers. Yeah. And then they're just fucking going at it. Because I think um, Mr. Perfect did some shit to like uh, Brock Lesnar. something like he slapped him in the back of the head. And then Brock Lesnar went after him. This is, mind you, this is fucking like 23-year-old, 23, 24-year-old Brock Lesnar who doesn't know any better. Yeah. So then they're fucking slamming into the walls of the plane and the plane's fucking shaking then they start slamming each other into the emergency exit Mm -mm. and then at that point everybody got up they're like ah get the you're gonna fucking kill us that's happening uh again rick flair which is a tradition that he does in every plane ride he strips naked and only he's wearing his robe and then he just opens the robe to show everyone his dick to according to tommy dreamer he's carrying a hammer and then he starts doing the helicopter ride. Jesus. And then he's just like swinging it around going, woo! And everybody's fucking giving him a standing ovation. What? Hey, yo! Um, and then, you know, he goes to the back. He's trying to get the stores to grab his dick. That happened. I don't think this is the same plane ride. But I know there's another one. It might be another one or it might be this one. That Kurt Angle almost got killed by The Undertaker. <laughs> what? So... One of Vince McMahon's things, he always, you know, likes to be, oh, he's a very physical guy, you know? Yeah. And he's always roughhousing with people. And Kurt Angle being an Olympic gold medalist, he's always trying to fucking, like, catch him off guard and, like, get him with a a double leg takedown or some shit like that, right? Trying to catch him off guard. And every single time, Kurt Angle sees him and, or whatever, and he, like, reverses it or whatever. So, like, Vince McMahon goes after Kurt Angle, or, and then Kurt Angle sees him, grabs him. And he's like, like has him in like a hold and whatever. And then Undertaker, who's like out cold and drunk, wakes up, he sees this, thinks Kurt Angle's um, attacking uh, Vince McMahon, fucking grabs Angle by the neck and starts choking him out to the point where he's <laughs> got to kill him. And they're like, no, 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 let him go, let him go, let him go. They're just, they're just horse playing. He goes, oh, all right, lets him go and then goes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't need to murder him. Uh, Alright. Fucking back to sleep then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that there's that and a bunch of other fucking stupid shit they were doing on that plane. And yeah, that's what they call the plane ride from hell. Like afterwards. After after um you know they landed and like uh, two, three days later. It was like all over the news. But like it didn't like catch fire like it wasn't like everyone's reporting it and everyone's talking yeah. about it. it's like it's something that it happened it was reported and people moved on so you know once that happened and it got out a bunch of people from it got fired like scott hall got fired and a bunch of other like you know lower in the card wrestlers were let go uh michael hayes was when he woke up and he realized someone cut his ponytail he's like who the fuck did it who took my ponytail no one said anything the next day when they're at Monday Night Raw, he gets to the arena. Someone taped his ponytail to the wall. 
Jesus. <laughs> and it was uh, X. I think Xbox had it. Uh. And yeah, so when they aired that episode in Dark Side of the Ring, and mind you, people knew about the whole Ric Flair helicopter and the thing with like the stewardess, like did she sued them for sexual harassment? They settled out of court. So this is something that was known. But because after the airing of that episode, everyone's like, nah, nah, fuck Ric Flair. Cancelled. Yeah. Because, like, apparently he was going to go to AEW. I think, like, he was going to show up, I think, like, a week or two before that, ep- after that episode was set to air. Once that came out, they're like, sorry, we, we can't use you. Yeah. Cut it out. Cut yeah, it so all out. Yeah, it's radioactive. So he's just been doing his podcast, Woo Nation, and just having really bad takes on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, God. Really bad takes on Twitter. Yep. Ugh. It's like he just keeps fucking digging. <laughs> Woo! If you're constantly falling, the roller coaster never stops. With a great power comes great big booty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> You get this shrimp and you fix his door. <laughs> Kermit, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, um, and you know, since we're talking wrestling, uh, so Triple H announced that he's retiring from his in-ring competition. So, when was it? Uh, a few weeks ago. Not a few weeks. A couple of months ago. Um, he was in the hospital. He had like a heart attack. Yeah. Didn't we talk about it? We talked about the heart attack, but this is the first time he addressed what actually happened to him. All right. And uh, this bunch of other shit. Um, so, yeah. He's been gone from, like, the WWE. Like, people haven't seen him. He's been gone for a few months now, ever since he had the heart issue. They said it was a hereditary thing. But, um, yeah. So, like, he's just been gone. Like, NXT that he was in charge of. Like, all the people that he had hired to, like, work behind the scenes, they've all been fired. Uh, they got, like, a new regime, new look for the whole thing. And uh, so he had an interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith. And some of the things he said, he had viral pneumonia in his lungs and uh, his lungs were inflamed. Things got increasingly worse as he began coughing blood. And that's when he went to the doctor. And he told he had fluid in his lungs and around his heart. Um, he was told to go to the ER immediately after getting results that he was in heart failure. It was nose diving and sort of out of the yard line where you don't want to be for your family and for your future. While talking about the impact this could have on his children, Triple H emotionally states there are moments in there when they're putting you under and you don't know if you're going to wake up after this. And it's a tough thing to swallow. It makes you think differently about life. It makes you, um, you know, less driven about certain things and it makes you appreciate, you know, what you have even more. And, yeah, so he's saying, like, as an in-ring performer and stuff like that, he's officially done. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, he was, um, what was it? Like, he was saying before all of this health issues and everything went down, he was penciled in to be part of WrestleMania next week. Wow, really? Have a match and then. He's not, he's what, in his, like, 50s? Yeah, I think he's like 50, 51. So he's up there, but he's not up there, up there. He's 52. 52. 
Yeah. Oh, that's fucking rough, though. Oh, yeah. Have and, heart problems. Yeah, and that's one of those things, like, come on, you know Triple H was on the juice. Like, if yeah. you look at him back in the day, in, like, the early 2000s and 90s, like, the dude went from, like, he was always, like, a muscular guy to being, like, fucking huge, especially after he tore his quad that first time. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, he was, like, a muscular guy, and then all of a sudden... He came back from that injury. He was fucking giant compared to how he looked before. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, like, at that time, because, you know, this is before the whole Chris Benoit situation. And then when they started doing the wellness checks and, like, yeah. you know, like, doing the testing, if you test positive for it and whatever, you get suspended. After three times, you get fired. This is before all of that. So, you know, like, that sort of stuff, like, catches up to you over time. Oh, yeah, of course. That's why a lot of wrestlers of that era died super young. Yeah, that's true. There's not very many, like, people, like, wrestlers that, like, from that era left. Because mm -hmm. they just keep, like, oh, like, they had, like, some problem with, you know, like, some bodily function that just went because of drugs. And it's like, oh, okay. Yep. Most times it's always the heart. Yeah. That's crazy things about fucking steroids. You get big, you're good, and then suddenly your fucking health just like tanks. That and cocaine. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't do. Uh, Triple H is actually known as one of the guys who he doesn't drink or do drugs. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's why he was always uh, with his group that they called the Click behind the scenes with mm. him, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and X Pac. He was a designated driver. That's why he was part of their group. Cause, I heard about that. Yeah, that's why like he like years ago. Yeah, that's why he was part of the group because like that way they can party all they want and he fucking drives them around since he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, just a juice. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Steroids seriously fuck you up, man. Yeah. yeah. Glad I never done it. Shit. I thought about it once, but I'm just <laughs> like, eh, it's not for me. It's expensive too. Exactly. Say <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck that! I'm gonna get Jack. I'm gonna be sixteen and two hundred and ten pounds full of muscle. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, no, don't do it. Your heart is <laughs> no good for the heart. <laughs> no. That should put strain on your heart, like for real, for real. Especially if you're one of those like, like bodybuilder type dudes that like you're." Taking juice to like get fit for like a certain like competition. That motherfuckers, bro. Jeez Louise. Especially as much as they be eating, they put a lot of strength oh, in their yeah. hearts, bro. But they they jack though. They be in the com in the competitions like oh <laughs> muscle. I'm like, yo, look kind of gross, but that's kind of fire. Yeah. <laughs> Although all that muscle is cosmetic. You think so? Uh, no, it is. Because, like, if you look at, like, the world's strongest man competitions, all, like, those guys, they're muscular, but they're all big, fat motherfuckers. Like, the fucking, like, the mountain Game of Thrones, so they all got, like, the giant round belly and shit. Oh, some of them shits? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the world's strongest man. I thought I was someone like the Olympian shit. No, 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 no. The, the, that's all cosmetic muscle. Like, uh, the Mr. Olymp Mr. Olympia the and the Schwarzenegger classic. Yeah. Like, the bodybuilders, yeah. I mean, they're strong, but... Mark Henry will fuck him up back in the day, you know? Probably. Yeah, that's true. A lot of times they look a lot more muscular too because they're dehydrated. Dehydrated, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so like how boxers do it for their weigh-in type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that where like your skin is thinner. So mm-hmm. like it, you get more muscle definition. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. When uh, shooting uh, The Witcher, uh, Henry Cavill said he had to be dehydrated for four days for that scene, the hot tub scene. Yeah. He said like it got to the point where like you're so dehydrated, you can smell water. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, your body just picks up on it because your body's looking for water. Yeah. So your body's just like, here, here, here. You can smell it now in case you can't fucking find it. Fucking drink it. You're dying. Yeah. But yeah, eh, it's crazy. You know, best to him. You know, hopefully he has a good retirement, re- good recovery. You know. That's the yeah. hardest part, though. Yeah. Sometimes. Like that and fucking dehydrating your body to like get in those conditions to be a certain weight class. No, oh, yeah. Only reason I know that is because I read a... The fucking boxing manga, uh, Hachime no Ippo. Yeah. And, like, it shows you, like, the shit that they have to go through. Like, some of them, like, for to, to be a certain weight, they have to, like, not eat. Oh, yeah, when, when, when you got to like, cut weight yeah. in order to uh, make the weigh-in. Yeah. Hey, UFC fighters be doing that shit all the time, too. Yeah. When I wrestled nuts, in high bro. school, I used to, we used to not eat lunch sometimes. And then just start eating fruit and shit the second after weigh-in. That's nuts. Yeah, it wasn't uncommon to see a fucking cooler that was like full of like water and like fruit and shit. Water yeah. and mangoes. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but that's, that's well, usually nuts. like oranges, citrus fruit. Yeah. Good for the muscles and shit and recovery. I'll eat a mango, goddammit. Yeah, mango's I, good. Yeah, I eat some mango too. Okay then. But yeah, um, in other news, uh, Kanye West barred from the Grammys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, he was going to perform. Um, they basically next. His performance due to you know his recent behavior on social media. Yes, and it just Picking goes to show you fucking Pete Davidson and shit. Yeah, and it just goes to show you when you don't do things that they want you to do, and they fuck with your money. That's how it happens. That's how it is for us. You know, um, uh, Damon Dash also had something to say about Conway's performance being pulled from the Grammys. Uh, TMZ did like a little interview with him. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't big. It was like Dame Dash was like traversing through the airport or whatever, going somewhere. I'm not oh, sure. Fucking harassing him as he's trying to get, get to kind of yeah, yeah. Honestly, and you know they was asking him, you know how we how he, how he feels about you know Conway's Conway's performance being pulled from the Grammys, and he was like, yo, honestly, Conway don't give a fuck about the Grammys, bro. Yeah. Like he don't give a fuck about the Grammys. No, like what we really need to do is honestly we need to make our own Grammys, like. You got the money, basically. You know what I'm saying? Because they do a lot of the black artists that's out there. They that's do. well known. They, they have the money to make their own but, shit. But the main reason he's being pulled from the Grammys is the fact that he's terrorizing his ex-wife. Yeah, it has mo- nothing to do with like you know. Yeah, that that, that that is true. But that that's always the way it's going to be seen. Yeah. No matter what information comes out, no matter what she does, it's always going to be seen that way. Always, always. So when she kind of came up with the decision, oh, yeah, I'm getting divorced, everybody's just like, yeah, all right, those two are separated. But that's not really the case. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know their life. We're just looking at it through a third-party perspective. Yeah, we're only seeing what's being posted, you know? Exactly. Like, we're not there behind closed doors. Right. So that's why this whole shit is just like, I'm not really fucking with it. It's unnecessary. They're literally trying to, like, how do you say blow up, blow this shit out of the proportions with a man trying to acquire the security of his family? Basically, that's the way I see it. Like, yeah, he has his own issues, but at the same time, 
the one that has that many issues, like, is that rich and famous. Everybody that's rich and famous has a little something that is not okay or that is in line with the regulatory normal person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, who are we to really speak on situations exactly. like that kind of thing? And right. uh, somebody else who I imagine won't be performing at the Grammys either is going to be the Foo Fighters. Wait, uh, what? Well, two days ago, they got announced that they were going to be in the lineup for the Grammy performances. But because... Yeah, that would have been, been calm. Yeah, well, their drummer just died last night. Oh. Yeah, that'll that'll put the oh. brakes on the train real quick. Yeah. So, um... How? Well, no cause of death has been reported, but Taylor Hawkins, drummer for the Foo Fighters... He was found dead in his hotel room at the age of 50. Damn. Like, uh, it happened yesterday. The The news was broke about around 11, 11 p.m.? Yeah, so. late. Yeah, 11 p.m., 10.50. Like, I found out about it because uh, one of my friends messaged me. They were like, he's like, what's going on? I just saw the news. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, the Foo Fighters. And I was thinking... Oh, you mean that album they put out? Because, like, yesterday, too, they put out, like, a metal album uh. called, like, Window Dream Window. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because, you know. Wait, they put out a metal album? Heavy metal album. They've done it before with, with Probot. Sometimes <clears throat> Dave Grohl gets bored. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he does whatever the fuck he wants. He goes, yeah, I'm going to do a heavy metal album. Fuck it. Because um, I have the material. Yeah. So, like, Friday morning, I saw that being posted on, like, their YouTube page and whatever. It yeah. was, like, their EP. I think it's, like, eight songs. So, when I got that message, I'm like, what? You mean that metal album? And they're like, no. And I look it up, and it's like, oh, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, uh, Dead at 50. I'm like, oh, shit. And um, the Foo Fighters put out a statement. Let me uh, pull it up real quick. On their official social media and through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook saying the Foo Fighters family is devastated by the tragic and ultimate loss of our beloved Taylor Hawkins. His musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all forever. Our hearts go out to his wife, children, and family, and we ask that their privacy is treated with the utmost respect in this unimaginable difficult time. Yeah. Now, um, again, no cause of death has been reported. Uh, it's been speculation that it might have been a drug overdose. Because um, they were in Colombia when this happened, uh, and like the Colombian Times or whatever that news, whatever newspaper publication over there is, they reported how he was found uh, dead in his hotel room. Yeah, and that's the only news has been out there. Apparently, they were set to play a festival, and the news got out like I think an hour right before they were supposed to hit the stage. Oh. So, wow. like, the, the the place was packed for people who bought tickets, and they were there waiting to see the Foo Fighters. And the the people that worked the festival that came out, they're like, uh, some of you know, some of you don't know, but uh, the Foo Fighters drummer, Taylor Hawkins, passed away. Um, obviously, tonight's performance is canceled. And, you know, they, they went on to, like, you know, light, light candles for him, and they were playing, like, Foo Fighters songs. Mm, on, okay, on a PA with like the lyrics on the screen and people were like singing along and whatever doing like a tribute yeah so like it wasn't like they just like hey Wasted show's canceled money, leave yeah. like yeah. you know they, they, <laughs> get fucked they decided you know do like a little tribute thing for him uh, a bunch of people went to the hotel where he was staying at and they were like lighting up candles and yeah. stuff there uh, it's crazy cause like 
you know, I think he was the drummer originally for Alanis Morissette. He was her touring drummer. Yeah. And if you watch uh, the Foo Fighters documentary back and forth. So, you know, after Kurt Cobain died, Dave Grohl, you know, like he basically decided, he's like, I'm going to quit music. I can't, I can't do this after Kurt's suicide. And, you know, he went to Ireland, you know, just to get away from things. He sees a hitchhiker. He's, he's like slowing down to pick him up. And then when he noticed the guy was wearing a Nirvana t-shirt, he's like, nope. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things where he's like, I can't get away with it. I can't get away from it. Yeah. So he decided, you know, music was his like, his therapy, basically, you know, like it was the thing he will always turn to, you know, to like make him feel better. So he decided I'm just going to do an album by myself, which was the, became the initial Foo Fighters album, the first album. Yeah. After that, you know, he put a band together, you know, to like tour with Pat Smear, who was also with him in Nirvana towards the end, uh, Nate, their bass player. And I forget the name of their original drummer. Uh, the drummer and Nate, they were in a band together. So they joined. And, you know, they went on tour for that first album. And obviously, that tour, everyone was only talking to Dave and asking about Nirvana. And they're like, oh, do you have any, like, tour stories about the Foo Fighters? He goes, no, because this is our first fucking tour. We haven't been able to make any stories. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so then when they went on to, like, record the second album, uh, The Color and the Shape... Dave wasn't happy with like the drummer's drumming. And he even says it too in that documentary. He goes, you know, it's hard to be the drummer in the band when your singer and le- and guitarist is the best drummer in the fucking world. Yeah. And like Dave was going and like re-recording his drumming sessions and like doing it himself. And, you know, when he would call up, he's like, hey, you know, like uh, we're doing some re-recordings of certain things. Like what time do you guys see me there? They're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's all right. You don't have to come by. <laughs> And, you know, once he found out that Dave was, like, redoing all his drums, like, nah, fuck you guys, I'm, I'm out. Mm. And he ended up quitting. Mm. And then they needed a drummer. So then that's when Taylor, you know, because he heard that first Foo Fighters album, he loved it. And then he, and someone was like, hey, you should be the drummer for the Foo Fighters. He goes, yeah, I fucking wish. And then, you know, like, him and Dave, they ended up, like, running into each other at, like, something, I think through Alanis Morissette, and then they just hit it off right off the bat. And ever since then, they've been, like, best friends. Because, like, whenever you see if an interview, if it's not Dave by himself, it's Dave and Taylor. Yeah. It's the two of them always together. There's a few songs that he, and the Foo Fighters that he sings himself, like, Call Day in the Sun. Um, if you would have seen him live, there was always uh, certain parts where they, like, switch, and they do, like, a bunch of cover songs or whatever. So you yeah. have Dave playing the drums and you have Taylor Hawkins um singing who Dave will say is like Taylor's a better singer than I am. And he is. Yeah. Um they would do covers, uh they would do um Stay With Me by the Faces. Uh they will always do Under Pressure, where you have uh, Taylor doing the um, the Freddie Mercury parts. Yeah. Even the whole Ayo, Ayo, that part. And the singing, uh, which is funny, because the last time I saw them, they were on the tour for Concrete and Gold. And they had this band called The Struts opening for them. And their singer is almost like a dead ringer for like a young Freddie Mercury before he had the mustache. Yeah, like the feather hair and whatever. Mm-hmm. Looks a lot like him. It's fucking freaky. And 
So they brought him on stage and they were to sing Under Pressure and they were all singing Under Pressure. And then they didn't work out uh, who was singing what. So <laughs> you have both Taylor and this guy, they're both trying to sing the Freddie Mercury parts and then like going over each other. Like it's awkward. They're like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it sucks. Um, the one thing that leads me to think it might have been a drug overdose. Is because he did overdose in the early 2000s, around the time, I want to say it was like around 2002, 2003, um, when they put out the album One by One, or right before they put out that album One by One. Uh, Dave Grohl, you know, he wasn't really feeling the Foo Fighters at the time, and he was hanging out with um, Josh Holmey from the Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. And he was the, he was drumming with, with Queens of the Stone Age. And that's when they were doing uh, Songs for the Deaf. Yeah. Um. So he's in that album and, you know, he's like really feeling it, you know, like he missed drumming and he's like all into it with Queens of the Stone Age. And he's like telling the Foo Fighters because they were both, both bands were playing the same festival, I think in Australia or something. And, you know, like Taylor's like at the time he was doing heroin. Yeah. And, you know, he's like doesn't feel like appreciated and stuff because Dave's like, hey, you guys going to come see my set? And he's like, no. We got to work on our fucking set because we're going to be playing too. And um, Taylor ends up overdosing and he was hospitalized, I think, for like a week. Oof. And the entire time he was like asleep in the hospital, Dave was there, sat by him the entire time, I think, for like three, four days, just would not leave his side. When he woke up, he was like, You're a fucking asshole. And then he leaves. (laughs) And yeah, and you know, like after that, he said, like, he got clean, you know had a family and everything but and who knows for how long he was clean like that's the problem with people especially when they do heavy drugs so that you tend to relapse yeah that's especially what, uh, in music mm-hmm. hell that's what killed uh philip seymour hoffman he was he the was... actor like chubby dude he was like in mission impossible and shit he was in a bunch of stuff he yeah was, now i know who you're talking yeah, he was about. in like hunger games like he had uh, a serious addiction to like uh same thing heroin um he went clean. He got sober. But then, you know, later on, you, you get that itch. You get some. At this point, your tolerance is down. But you're, you know, you're not used to You take the same amount you used to normally take. Yeah, because that's what you're used yeah, to. Yeah, that's what you're used to and your body's not. And you overdose. Just like that. Yeah. So, like, I'm not saying this is what happened. Obviously, this is all speculation because nothing's been reported as to what happened. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it... it it fucking sucks, especially, you know, here in the news, like, you know, me being a giant Foo Fighters fan as, I, as I've been. The whole reason I even started playing guitar was because of the Foo Fighters. Uh, when I saw their video for All My Life back in, like, 2003, when I was in, like, junior high. Yeah. And because, like, you know, like, at the time, and imagine this, Kyle, you know, like, I'm a fucking Puerto Rican kid going to public school in the Bronx. You know, not a lot of people are listening to rock music, you know? Nope. It's off. And, and, oh, and probably I'm in, one. And I'm in bilingual class, too. So, like, only, like, maybe half the class speaks English. Yeah. Because we're learning English as we're going along. It's mostly Spanish, the entire classes. So, it's all rap music and fucking reggaeton and bachata music people listen to, right? And it was, like, one of those days getting ready for school, you know, like, got the TV on fucking put i think like mtv2 or something or e they're playing music videos in the mornings 
and they play that Foo Fighters music video, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And, yep, then, and that was it. And that was it. Boom. You saw something strange and foreign that looked exciting, and you were like, yeah, yeah. I'm in. It's like the first thing that drew me on in that music video, you see Dave Grohl. He has, like, fucking mutton chops. He has the Wolverine sideburns. Yeah. And, oh, uh, so you got you were like, oh, Wolverine, I'm in. Yeah, so that, that it sold me. And then, like, that year, like, for Christmas, I'm like, I'm telling my mom, like, I want that CD for as a Christmas gift. She's like, all right. And I got it. Just, in there, still in there, you know. Still got it to this still day. Still have it to this day. But yeah. As we move on from this depressing news, you know, you know, our thoughts go to like Taylor Hawkins family and friends and his bandmates. We pour one out for him. May he rest in peace. Cora. And not to cheer everybody up, let's talk about how trash Morbius is. <laughs> <laughs> We knew it was gonna be shit. I know it. It looks bad. Like, all right. Like, I had fun with Venom. Like, I like Venom. Yeah. But when you look at Venom, it looks like a movie that should have come out in like two thousand four. Yeah. Two thousand four, two thousand five. It's that era of like superhero, superhero style. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, even the story is very like that style. Because like, it's one of those where like, yeah, it looks enough like the character, but we're not gonna make an exact like you know interpretation of the costume. Yeah, like why they're not giving Venom like the giant fucking white spider that he has in every single thing that Venom's in. Um, so Morbius apparently takes place in that same universe. Which, when the trailer first dropped, we were asking like, where the fuck does this movie takes place? Because you see in the trailer, you see the poster of Spider Man. Yeah, and you see the newspaper, or in the poster is Tobey Maguire Spider Man. You see the newspaper from the Toby, um, the Daily Bugle, which is from the Toby Maguire, like same font and everything. Yep. You see the Oscorp building from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie, and then you see Vulture at the end of the trailer, which is like, okay, where does this fucking take place? Because it's all over the place. Um, so the movie aired like people got early screenings last week, and like the reviews are coming out. People are saying like, yeah, that's yeah in the good. EU, right? Yeah. Um, people are saying like, yeah, it's kind of lame. And they were saying like, all the Spider-Man references in the trailer, none of them are in there. Like that was all in there for the trailer. Then that's it. Yeah, that's it. Nothing like that is in the movie. The Spider-Man poster's not in there. The Daily Bugle newspaper's not in there. Oscorp building's not in there. Nothing. And then the Vulture is just the after credit scene. Which, the fucking got leaked out, and the director just blatantly talked about it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the same Vulture. He got teleported from the MCU into the Sony movies. And Morbius takes place in the same world as as Venom. And there is a Spider-Man, but you'll find out who it is eventually. Or soon. Um, we know it's not Toby. If, it's, if it takes place in the same world as Venom, where and in Toby, Venom Andrew was yeah, Garfield, right? Yeah, because Venom in the Toby Maguire movies was fucking Topher Grace, and it wasn't like oh, the Venom movies a different guy as Venom. No, they were both they're both Eddie Brock. So yeah, more than likely it's gonna be Andrew Garfield, who's after No Way Home. He's like, hey guys, if you need me, I'm ready to fucking be Spider Man again to yeah. do an, another thing like another fucking team up or solo whatever. He's like, I'm I'm ready for it. So it's more than likely going to be Andrew Garfield. Um, so like we'll have 
fucking Tom Holland doing the solo MCU Spider-Man movies, and then you could probably bring in Andrew to do like some team-up shit with like Venom. Yeah. And it's smart to do it this way, because this way they can kind of separate themselves from the mm-hmm. MCU. Yep. Because I feel like a big problem with a lot of these movies is like they're trying to always like hamstring. This is always in like yeah, the Yeah, they, they want to connect shit to the MCU when like Kevin Feige's like, no, it's not. No, yeah. it's like that, like that fucking interview when they asked, um, when they were talking about thing, Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah. like Venom, I think we've only seen like the trailer. It wasn't out yet. And like they asked um, the, the woman in charge of like the Spider-Man films on the Sony side. They're like, oh, is Venom part of the MCU? And she goes, yeah, yeah, it's somewhat connected. And you see like Kevin Feige look at her like, the fuck? <laughs> Where the fuck are you getting this information yeah. from, huh? So yeah, so like people are saying like the plot for uh, Morbius feels like a uh, like a 2005 movie plot. Yeah. Like in the same vein of like a Daredevil or something like that. Yeah, but it was actually good because that Daredevil movie was garbage. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Yeah, by the way, did you know, uh, what's his name? Matt Smith is in this movie? Yes. Like the Doctor Who? I didn't until like I saw like a TV spot for it that they both got the same disease. They got the, the fucking walkers looking like Jimmy from South Park. I'm like, wait, what the fuck was he doing here? And he's like, oh, we're going to find a cure together. And then like you see Morbius and like he's healed. He goes, you found the cure. I didn't find a cure. It's a curse. So I'm like, oh, so Doctor Who's going to be the fucking bad guy because you didn't want to cure him either. <laughs> God damn it. Like I didn't even see the movie. I already know <laughs> what's going to happen. And yeah, so apparently with Vulture, what's going on, since like the director himself spoiled it in an interview, uh, he gets tele- you see the purple sky from No Way Home. He gets teleported to the Venom universe into a jail cell. The people the cops see him, they investigate. He's like, Oh shit, this guy didn't do nothing. Because he doesn't exist in that world, so they release him. As he's leaving, that's when like he like walks by Morbius. He goes, Hey, what's up, Doc? And then the other after credit scene. Morbius is driving a car, and then the vulture goes up to him in a new suit. He goes, Hey, we're putting a team, I'm putting a team together to go after Spider Man. You win? And Morbius is like, Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I was debating back and forth. I'm like, Am I, should I go see this? I'm like, Now nah, I'm sold. I'm like, Nah, I'm good. If it's streaming somewhere, like if it's on fucking Hulu, some service you already some, have. Some, yeah, something yeah. that I already paid for that I have. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll give it a watch. Fox has been putting their stuff on HBO Max, right? No, no, that's uh. I'm sorry, that's Sony. Warner Brothers. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the Sony stuff has been going to Hulu. Yeah. Either Hulu or Netflix, depending on what kind of deal they have. Yeah, I'm sure they don't want to put too much stuff of their stuff on their own stuff. Yeah. They're gonna want some of the other companies' money as well. Mm-hmm. No, no, the the one that's going to HBO is uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. That's why uh, the Batman's gonna go. It's the Bat. <laughs> La Rata Alada. Um, that's why uh, the Batman's going to HBO Max on April nineteenth, which is like super soon. Oh, sweet! So we can watch it a third time. Exactly. Um, a third. <laughs> because like, uh, what is it like? HBO has a deal now with movie theaters, so like they get the movies uh, for I think like forty days. Forty-five, I think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, they get them exclusively in theaters for that long, and then they go into HBO Max. Yeah. 
Because I think Tom Cruise is actually uh, fighting with his studio because they're trying to do the same thing with uh, the new Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. They want to do a 45-day run instead of like a 90. Yeah. And Tom Cruise wants it to be 90. He so wants he's trying to, to be to fight full with 90. The, he's an old yeah. man and he wants movie theaters. Like uh, fucking Christopher Nolan. This is cinema. He might not be getting any money from the streaming. No, I, I, I don't imagine is. so. Because so that's probably how, how do you calculate those numbers? Yeah. But yeah. And uh, yeah, speaking of the Batman going on to HBO, um, the director, Matt Reeves, posted the Joker deleted scene the other day. We just saw it. And uh, yeah, no, it looks really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I don't think it would have been a bad addition to the movie. No, it's just like, all right, so like for the streaming version, if you do like a director's cut that's longer. Yeah. That's perfectly fine because I'm at home. I can pause it whenever I want do something, you know, like go take a piss, come back, go back to it, as opposed to like in a movie theater. Like already the movie was as great as it was, it was long as shit. Yeah, it was. And um yeah, and that's you know the problem with like movies being that long and seeing them in theaters. Like there ain't no pause button. So like if you gotta you gotta go dehydrated and you can't drink anything. Yep. Because if you need to take a piss you're gonna miss shit. Or you gotta hold it. Yep. So yeah, because so, like um, but yeah, no, like uh, the scene looks good. Um, the dude looks like a fucking terrifying version of the Joker. It looks it looks a bit of a combination of like uh, the new Fifty Two mix with a little bit of the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, I heard this one's supposed to be like a, a genetically disfigured uh, uh, version, version of Joker. Yeah, he was born with a disease. Yeah, and as a kid, he's unable to stop smiling. Matt Reeves said, and then that sort of thing. The physical toll and mental toll it takes on him like when you see him take the files you see like he has his fucking nails like almost all gone like all bloody and he's like all burnt up and shit his teeth are messed up and like he's just fucking with batman he goes oh you brought me a gift it's almost our anniversary and whatnot uh one thing people uh spotted like an easter egg they're just saying like oh this he's planning his escape um when batman gives him the the papers there are three paper clips at the end of the clip, when he takes the files back, a paper clip is missing. Uh. And, uh, yeah, and Matt Reeves said, yes, um, they cut out the scene. He confirmed the Joker at the end of the movie is, you know, that's the Joker. Uh, he has this scene. They, they cut it out, but, you know, he really wanted to keep it in. He loved that scene. That's why he put it out. And But he was saying just because they used the Joker doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be the main antagonist for the sequel. Whereas he said, no, no, we're going to go in a different direction. But we wanted to show him as a f- form of world building that like, yeah, he's out there. Yeah. So, you know, like, and, you know, I like, um, I like how it's like, uh, like a silence of the lamb type thing or manhunter where like, you know, you got the detective going to like another serial killer to try to figure out how this other serial killer works. Yeah. And the entire time they're just like fucking with the detective. Just like, oh yeah, new gift. Ah. He's like looking through, he goes, oh yeah, yeah, political people. Yeah, I know exactly who this is. Oh yeah? Who is he? He's a nobody trying to be somebody. <laughs> and, um, but I also understand why they cut it out. Because a lot of things that um, Riddler was saying, not Riddler, Joker was saying to Batman about the Riddler was basically giving away the plot of like 
of Riddler's relationship with Batman, where he saw the two of them as being the same, and like how like the real person they are is when they're wearing their mask, and his motivation, how all the stuff he's going after is personal, and how Batman's somehow indirectly involved. With yeah. It. So like that gave away too much. So once we get you know once we find out at the end of the movie why Riddler's doing it, it'd be like oh yeah you know we we were told that an hour ago. So it also makes sense why they cut that out. So it's one of those scenes where, like, if you include it in a director's cut later on, and it's your second viewing, yeah, it fits perfectly. But for, like, the first time watching, I wouldn't want to have that spoil the rest of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Casey? I wouldn't want that to spoil the rest of the movie either because it will give you too much of the motives that gonna be uh convenient for the person that's watching to be able to figure out like the plot and what's gonna go on as far as how the end of the movie is gonna traverse. If we used to see that scene we were we would have already known who the Riddler was in a way. Not really, but we even known in a way as far as thematically. So we we would have already known his motives, which kinda takes away from the experience of the movie. Yeah. I think you know, it takes away from the elements that the movie builds up to, like, really convince you, like... Yeah, and the mystery they was building up exactly. to. Exactly. You know, so. That's, like, the biggest part. That's what I was going to say next is, like, the mystery. It takes away from the mystery that the movie is building up from the very beginning of the movie. So, um, uh, I'm kind of glad they cut it out. It's better as a deleted scene. I think people can be more grateful for it that it's the deleted scene. Because, like, this is what the Joker would have been like. And now people get to speculate to how the, Joker char- the Joker's character is going to be yeah. in future movies. In comparison to the previous Jokers and, you know, all that other shit that people usually do on social media platforms. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah, for the most part. People are gonna speculate to how Joker's gonna be in like the more upcoming movies. I don't know how he's gonna be. I think people are gonna assume he's gonna be like sinister but like whimsical at the same time because of the deleted scene that we saw. Um I don't really know how like Batman is really gonna like communicate with the Joker in this series because we haven't like really fully, fully seen that in real time. We've only seen like a deleted scene, so it's going to be kind of hard to decipher whether, like, what the relationship of this new series is going to be with Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. Because previously, we've always seen, like, it's been a hit and miss kind of relationship. Yeah. Like, sometimes Joker gets the upper hand on Batman. Sometimes Batman gets the upper hand on Joker, but not if them kill each other. Yeah. Now, another thing that's interesting, too, also... um. The Penguin series that's a spinoff of the movie is going to be continuing the story. Oh, uh, really? that's, that's been confirmed with Colin Farrell starting, but I thought it was going to be different. They're also in development. Um, they were going to do a GCPD uh, TV show about the Gotham Police as well. Yeah, but that got uh, nixed. And you know, I'm not surprised because, like, from the description of it, it's based. It's Gotham. Yeah, it's just Gotham again, but in this set in this world. But instead, what they're doing is they're going to do an Arkham show. And if they do an Arkham show, I can see this version of the Joker either being like the main person you're following 
or being the antagonist of that show. Yeah. It could probably end with him escaping. I honestly, what I, and this is just a random thought that just came about. Yeah. Just because you said an Arkham series, it'd be really interesting if they do like an Arkham Asylum kind of twist. Yeah. Not fully, but an Arkham Asylum kind of twist in which the Joker, like, fucking does like a prison break shit where he fucking lets all like the prison loose. riot type thing and, yeah. like over. and then batman got a space the only one that's there yep. with gcpd like he has that to comes spend later. a whole fucking night yep just beating them all up and throwing them back in their cells yep yeah you can show some shit where it's like you know kind of like how the games where he like actually has to go through certain pauses and obstacles yep. to get to the next destination where it's like it leaves suspense you know? yeah and you know i know not a lot of people were too crazy about the riddler's outfit in the movie with him you know like being based on the zodiac killer and wearing that like that big old like winter military mask yeah covering his face now that everybody knows his faces now you can go towards a more comic accurate outfit I'm not saying, like, go with, like, the spandex and, like, all the question marks. But, you know, you could give him, like, the suit with the bowler hat. Yeah. Especially since most people know what he looks like already. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in him hiding his face. Exactly. You could do that. You can. But how will it, like... All right. I guess you could say since the way that this Batman movie played out... The Riddler will be like the first masked type villain, or like the masked super villain, the first one yeah. out of this universe as they're playing out cinematically, which is not bad. No, I don't think it's bad. I just think that there's some changes that they'll have to make to make it more appealing to us yep. as far as the first movie. Now, one thing I was telling Kyle uh, the other day, I think, was it yesterday? Yeah, that I think probably. would be fucking cool. Um, if they bring in Bane, mm. played by the guy uh, Tor- Torborn, whatever the fuck the rest of his name, the guy who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones. Uh, I've never really watched that, so I'm not sure. I'll, I'll show you this giant motherfucker. He was um, the world's strongest man, I think, like two, three years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, but give Bane his like luchador mask, whatever. That covers his mouth and just have somebody do the dub. Mm. Like dub him over. Like somebody like an Antonio Banderas or somebody with a thick Spanish accent. Mm. To do the voice. Because Bane is Spanish, right? Yeah, he's Cuban. Mm. That would be dope. Yeah. I would definitely want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the regular shit that we usually get. You think you are initiated, Batman? Yeah. Look how big this motherfucker is. That dude really is, like, fucking huge. Hell yeah. Who's this dude? That's uh, the guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones. They want him to do the voice of Bane? No, not the voice. It's who I'm saying who I want to portray uh, Bane. Get somebody else to do the voice. But, like, have him just be the body. Kind of like how they did with Darth Vader. Yeah. Where you had, you know, uh, an actor inside the suit, but then you yeah. had James Earl Jones dub the voice. <gasps> right. Something like that. That no, that that would be fire. All right, now that you say it like that, that would be fire. Cause Bane is supposed to be like that kind of intimidating physically. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. supposed to be that intimidating, like. 
Well, it's the big thing that's always like consistent with like the venom. Like it makes him big. It makes him aggressive. That shit warps his mind after a while. Yeah. Cause the motherfucker's actually mad smart. Yep. But that shit like kind of fucks with his head and his decision making. Yeah. I don't know. That shit's kind of weird. Yeah, this one. There's him next to Conor McGregor. <laughs> makes him look like a little kid. Yeah. Yes. No oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, no, he's fucking huge. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, that's everything we got. Is that everything? That's everything. Like, we came in with not that many topics, and we added some. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can went off on some other shit, A couple of topics that I was going to bring were kind of already brought up, so. Yeah. Uh, You know. That Mike Tyson shit was kind of funny, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, What the fuck? Toys still, you know, like, airing reruns and shit due to the hacks. They're not going to come back for, like, another month, I guarantee Yeah. No, I, I just because they're doing a bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're trying to find out what happened. Um, hell, like I was saying, the Dragon Ball Super superhero movie that got delayed. I know some like stuff got put out. So Geekdom post like um, a showcase of the vehicles and a, like a picture of the full cast of um, all the characters that are going to be mm. in the movie. Mm. But not really much. Uh, people are are trying to speculate who's going to be. The secret villain we see in that giant pod. Mm. Uh, people are saying it could be one of three things. It could be Gamma 23. Because the two androids we see in the movie yeah. is Gamma Gamma 1 and Gamma 2. Gamma 23 is canon. Not, not 23, uh, Gamma 3. Gamma 3 is canon? It's not canon yet. It's just speculation. Oh. Um, so it could be a, another one. So Gamma 3, Android 21, which will be made canon. Mm. Or that would Cell. That would be that interesting. Yeah. That would be mad interesting if they make Android 21. It would be. And it'll play, I think it'll play a very good part mm-hmm. because it'll, it won't be a part of the Z storyline. It'll be a part of the Super storyline, yep. which but it was also, already present. Yep, but it also ties in with Z because you know how Jero made 16 to look like his son that died in the Red Ribbon Army? Okay. Android 21 is based on his wife. The current leader of Red Ribbon? No, 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 no. Uh, Dr. Jarreau. His wife who died. So when he made 21, he made her to look like his dead wife. Mm. That's why they had the whole connection between her and 16. Because technically, she be his mother. You talking about in the fighter's storyline? Yeah. Mm. That, that's the backstory. Mm. So that, that, all right. See, now that you say that. All right. I could get jiggy with that. But they Toriyama will have to, or whoever's like directing will have to like. Yeah, you know but it, it's toy animation. The same reason they made Bar- Broly and Gogeta canon, it's the same reason why the one speculation that it might be Cell, it's the most likely choice, because of money. That too, but I don't. I think I think Android Twenty One might be. I don't know. I don't know how people receive the return of Cell. I'm honestly not even sure. Because, you know, he is a favorite villain at the same time. I don't know how people will receive his return. Because it's like, all right, what would you kill him off well, for? Well, that's the thing. Um, People, for the longest time, like I've seen like in a lot of Dragon Ball YouTubes in the comic sections, mm. um, you know, people want them to do something with Cell because they're like, you keep bringing Frieza back from the dead over and over. Why not Cell? Well, the way Cell died. Like- I know. But, like, if you think about it, 
out of all the Z villains, yeah, the only one that's not around is Cell because Majin Buu. You know, you got Fat Buu who turned good, and then Kid Buu gets resurrected as Oob. Frieza got brought back to life. Uh, Vegeta obviously turned good. So, like, of the main key villains of those sagas, only one who's not around is Cell. And he was also in HFIL and NZ. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Okay. Let's see why. But it's one of those things Toriyama just hasn't really tied up loose ends with. Yeah. That's why people is just like, man. Same thing with Janemba. Yep. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know how people are going to receive a new, like, so I really don't. Yeah. And, I don't know if people are going to like yeah. it. And, I think you know, it's going to be, like, a 50-50 split. Yeah, and the, and the thing with this movie, I'm surprised, you know, like, they went with the whole Red Ribbon Army. True. Because, like, a lot of speculation when they announced that there's going to be a new movie, people thought... Moro? No, 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 uh, Cooler. Cooler? Ooh, that, that they would have made Cooler canon. That, that... Because now that... That would have been a good back. movie, yeah. That would have that, that been So, like, they, they would have clashed because Frieza would have gone to one of yeah. his territories, and they're like, yep. now this ain't your territory. He goes, hey, what, what, what do you mean? And like his brother shows up, it's like yeah. you were fucking dead. Yeah, that mm, mm, that would have. I think I would have liked that movie better yeah, than this too. one. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. I'm not gonna front. I think I would have liked that movie better than this one. If they did like some cooler shit towards the end, like who this motherfucker keep inventing on my territory? Meanwhile, they should go on Piccolo, fight some shit on Earth or whatever. Yeah. Coolest army or whatever the fuck. Well, Goku and Vegeta is off. Are off training. Yeah. Also, same premise, but different enemy. Also, it's not lost on me. The fact that, like, hey, we after all the Dragon Ball movies, we got the one where Piccolo and Gohan are the main characters. Goku and Vegeta, off-world. They're not going to be involved. And we're going to do the shittiest version of animation. <laughs> so you can fucking hate it. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I like the jump. I like the 3D animation. Uh, I like it as far as like what they're trying to do, but I just don't think it fits. No, it doesn't. I don't think it fits. I think it's a good try. I just don't think it fits. Yeah. I think they should stick to what they're doing. You know, like this whole th- 3D animation shit is really only for like, I feel like series that are just coming out that want to start out. Mm-hmm. And then... After a while, they get better with the 3D animation as far yeah. as making it look like yeah. how anime used to. But they're not there yet. The right. only good thing about like the whole toy being hacked and the movie being put on delayed, because like a lot of stuff like one the One Piece anime and like Digimon and stuff like that that they're on delayed air and reruns, they're just not getting touched up. It, they're still doing like the regular animation schedule. Yeah. So whatever. So they might catch a break later on down the road once they start airing it again. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're a few episodes ahead of schedule, so you know, we don't have to go as crazy. But uh the director of the Dragon Ball Super Superhero, he says, like, nah, we're gonna take full advantage of this like hiatus and postponing to work on the animation on this to make this as good as we can. Yeah. I I could dig that. I also think that um like with this attempt. It can really start like a trend for what newer movies that are gonna come out and what they're gonna try out. That and I think three D animation is slowly becoming popular, slowly but surely. Yeah. Because people with other enemies that are not as well known are becoming more uh, versatile in that, and they're capitalizing on that. And yeah, maybe they will become popular. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like the reason they're doing the this movie in 3D is because 3D animation is so popular over here because of stuff like Pixar hmm. and like Disney Studios. I like that. I like that. Unfortunately, 
you don't have Pixar animating this movie, you know? Yeah. And they're still trying to lean. They're still trying to make it look like two D animation, but with the three D. And it's that weird. With a three D touch. Stage. Yeah, where they're like they're not there yet. Yeah. But like, uh, that's why like um we we were talking about this before. I don't remember what anime we were talking about, but how like the fighting scenes look really clumpy. Oh, they didn't say that was either Berserk or Attack on Titan. I think Attack on Titan. Yeah. I think it was Attack on Titan. How like when it comes to them fighting the Titans, like before that, everything looks fucking crispy. Everything looks really fucking good. But when it, when it comes to them maneuvering and when them using the swords and the 3D maneuver gear and shit like that, things start to look a little weird. Things start to look a little out of place. Yeah. You start to see like little flame drops here and there. Yeah, actually, uh, real quick, speaking of Attack on Titan, are you caught up with the anime? No, I don't watch the anime. I've only read the manga okay. and that's. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I've mostly watched the anime a few weeks ago i think it was i like decided that i was tired of waiting so i just read the rest of the manga okay because like um obviously i'm not caught up but i heard some shit that like apparently they cut out the ending out at the ending of the season like it stops when aaron yeager does the transformation and the colossal titans and that the ending's gonna be in a movie but at the same time this happened with the whole toy hack so I don't know if the animation studio that does Attack on Titan is toy or not. It's not, right? It shouldn't be. Okay, so it's so it's no, not toy. So. No, so, it shouldn't be toy. So the toy hack should have nothing to do with that. It shouldn't have, honestly, because toy usually does like you know this UHA shit, which is usually Shonen Jump, and yeah. Attack on Titan is not Shonen Jump. It's yeah, so I I gotta look more into it to see what the fuck is happening, but. I saw like comicbook.com report that the other day. It's like, oh, like the, the actual ending is going to be made into a movie. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. Because after I like read the manga and I had the, I knew like the ending, I just stopped giving a shit about the, yeah, about anime. the anime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't blame you on that one. That's what I did with Shippuden. Yeah. I. No, because I watched the ending. I I've never looked at the Shippuden for a uh, uh, I'm sorry, the manga for Shippuden. Oof. Nah, I um, cause you know, like I read the Naruto manga, you know, like early on, and then I was watching the anime. But then, you know, when you got to the fucking, what was it like the 136 episodes of filler? Yeah. Between Naruto and Shippuden. Um, once Shippuden first started, because at this point, like you know. In school back then, people were saying like, "Oh yeah, you know, like, but they're all like grown now. They're talking about shit put in like, you know, the, the yeah. time skip, whether like older and whatever." And you know, like I would see the character designs and see where they're up to, and I'm like, "All right, shit put in finally started." I'm like, "All right, great." And then you had like ten episodes of canon material, and then it goes into another filler arc, and I'm like, "You know what? No, I'm not doing that." And I, then I yeah. just started reading Shippuden until it Naruto ended. And then it wasn't until like 2018 or 2019, one of those two, that I started re-watching Naruto with like that fucking episode guide and skipping all the filler. Yeah. And then that's how I finally saw the anime of Naruto Shippuden, which I'm glad I did it that way and I waited because I would have been infuriated if yes. I would have watched it while it was airing. Yes. Because like... And Casey was telling you, the fucking episode where they're going to fight uh, Obito, right? Yeah. Where he has the new mask with the two eyes and he uh, ambushes Naruto and Killer B. Yeah. And like all the 
Harajin Choriki that have been like brought back to life um, attack him. Yeah. Um, and like Naruto goes to fight him, and then boom, it cuts to like a 10 episode filler arc. Yep. And that's an exaggeration because I was looking at the episodes of the skip, and I'm like, wait, really? And then it goes, picks up like nothing happened, like back into the episode. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm glad. That's not the first or the last time they do that. No, they did it multiple times. And that times. time you mentioned, it's pretty late into the series, too. Yep. So I am so glad I decided to wait years later to finish the anime. I'm glad I read it first. Yep. I'm glad I watched what I wanted to watch. Because, <laughs> like, I only, like, when I re- actually got back into watching Naruto, I only really watched, like, certain portions of the war arc. Like, when Madara came, yeah. when fucking Guy Sensei turned up. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Oh, this is what I wanted to see. Because in the manga, that shit was so gas. Yeah. That shit was so fire. I'm just like, oh. Even in the beginning of the war arc, when Madara was just turning up, I'm like, yeah. I need to see this in animation. And they did that shit crispy. They did. They did that shit lovely. That All that filler crazy. shit, I ignored that. All the other shit, fire. All of it. Yep, and I did the same thing with One Piece. I skipped all that fucking filler. Yeah. <laughs> Although they're not as bad with the filler as you think. No. Because it's like, they wait until like after arc ends. Yeah. And they do like maybe three, four episodes of filler. Yep. Because like what they do is, and this is... Crazy. Um, so, certain anime, right? Yeah. When they produce an episode, it'd be like three to maybe four chapters an episode, right? Yeah. And, you know, One Piece started that way too. But then when they realized, oh, this shit, shit ain't ending no time soon, we got to fucking slow down production. They slowed the fuck out of the pacing, especially in Dress Rosa. So, like, um, an episode will be. A chapter, maybe a chapter and a half. Mm. And then they linger back and forth on character reactions. Mm. Or like, you see shit that, like, that wasn't even there in the manga. Like, perfect example, uh, Rebecca. Yeah. In Dress Rosa. I mean, I have no idea who that is. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you've seen her before. She's the girl with the pink hair and the bikini. Yeah. With okay. the sword. Yeah. Like, you've seen, like, statues of her or someone shared an image or whatever. If you're talking about a flashback, I think a flashback is canon. No, her flashback is canon. Yeah. But her flashback only appears one time in the manga. Yeah, but it is dragged out, though. Yeah. In the anime, they play her flashback five times. They do? Yeah. They keep cutting to her flashback in different episodes. I don't remember. And you keep seeing the same shit over and over again. I probably skipped that shit. I'm not even going to front. Yeah. (laughs) I think I honestly skipped that. I don't even remember. Five times, though? Yeah, I think it might be more. Because at first I didn't notice. Like, the first time I watched it, I'm like, yeah, go to the flashback a lot. But whatever. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's part of the story. Right. It makes sense. I was watching um, the Grand Line Review. The guy, yeah. that one One Piece channel. He did, like, a, um, with other One Piece YouTubers, he did, like, a Dress Rosa mini documentary on it. And they mentioned the fact that they use her, her flashbacks only one time in the, in the manga. And then they use it over and over again as filler material. To pattern now the episodes mm, yeah in the anime and i was yeah. like oh shit that's why it feels more dragged out than what it mm-hmm. actually needed because when you read it it's actually already kind of dragged out yep but when you're watching it it seems like all right this shit is like a hundred episodes in comparison to the rest yeah. of the shit that's out is is crazy 
It makes then, it feel that way. I don't. No, it it, it is close to a hundred episodes. If wait, not, is oh yeah. Look at him right now. But yeah. Um. Because <laughs> that, no, I do remember like watching yeah. Jessica Rosa and that shit felt longer than what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Reading it felt like eh, but watching it was nuts. And then like if you go back to it now, Kyle, like if you were to read Dress Rosa. Yeah. Just read the manga. is it? It's really good. It's a really good story. Right. But at the time, well, it was airing. All right, so let's see. Dress Rosa goes from episode 700 to uh, just 46. That's not bad. Right. But it don't feel like 46 fucking episodes. No, it doesn't. It don't. Uh, uh, my bad. There's more. It's the beginning of Dress Rosa. Uh, 630 to 699 and then 700 to 746. All right. I retract my statement. <laughs> so that's like over 100. Just about. 116. Yeah. Okay, so it is 100 episodes. My bad. Wait, so 46 and then... So, yeah, they 60. have it split into two. It's so fucking long. Oh. So, you got 70 oh, yeah, 60, over yeah, here and then 47 over here. Yeah. God damn. Okay, so it is uh, over 100 episodes. Oof. Okay. So, yeah, they stretched the shit out of it. And going... All right, if this, the thing that they talk in that mini documentary at the time, if you were watching it or if you were reading it as it was happening, people were complaining, saying, like... This is the worst arc in One Piece because it was dragging. It lasted three years. Jesus. Now, you know what's crazy? Wano has been going on even longer than Dressrosa now. Yes. But at the time, people were just complaining about it. But now, if you're reading it, now that it's all out, you're reading it at your own pace. And you don't have to wait every single week for a new chapter or the breaks in between. Yeah. Now, just read it at your own pace. It's actually really good. But at the time, just going at that slow pace, I can see why people are frustrated. That and people are kind of frustrated with Wano in that kind of way, but not mm-hmm. it's not the same. Because yes, Wano's been going on for a while. But Wano's fucking fire, though. That, but besides that, oh, there's certain breaks that Oda, Oda needs to take. And I think it's, it's prevalent for the storyline. Yeah. Because he wasn't taking, I don't think he was taking those... These types of breaks before. No, it was, uh, I think back then he would take like a break, like here and there. Yeah, here and there, yeah. Not like every other week. Right. Which I think it's like good for the story because if you think about the timing, the anime is getting close. Mm hmm. Like, it's yeah, because it hasn't, it's not officially being said, but everybody's speculating that next arc is going to be the last arc. Yeah, everybody's expecting that. It won't be, though. Yeah, I don't believe that either. No, it won't. Older, older, older is. He a, likes money. Yeah. No, besides that, older is a fucking troll. There's also that, yeah. He's a troll. Yeah, it's like, he'll foreshadow shit, but he's a troll at the same like time. One Piece ends in five years, ten years later. You said five years. Yeah, five years in the One Piece world. Literally. Fuck, Kyle. Like, Literally. How, how long has yeah. it been since the time skip? I remember you Two telling months. me this before. Yeah. All right, so Kyle, do you have any advice for Casey? No, he does not because I'm already in the safe space. Nope. Incorrect. Fuck you. Don't be a dummy. Come on our tummy. <gasps> Whoa! I like that. That was the first great one I've heard in a while, Kyle. I appreciate your diligence and, in these you know, quotes. Sometimes I have my moments. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Neapolitan Podcast. <laughs> 
Instagram at Neapolitan Podcast. From there, you can find our Linktree link, where you can find all our social medias and all those places where we post the podcasts, like Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you name it. If there is a place where you listen to podcasts and we're not there, please let us know, and we will be there. Also, you can check out, check out the podcast on the Facebook mobile app with their podcast feature. Uh, follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Podcast. Check out Casey's OnlyFans, the Dark Stallion. Wow! He's going to be doing a Ric Flair tribute all week. Yeah, this is going to be the plane ride from hell, except the plane is something else. <laughs> and remember... Oh wait, no, you got you got more to say. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I was gonna just gonna let you cut me off, but it's okay. Uh like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> As always, you can also dislike. We appreciate it all. And remember, Kyle. I'm switching it up this time. Like Casey always says, if the pussy's trash, look at the husband while he's crying, so then you can come. I ain't fucking say that. <laughs> I heard Bye. you say that yesterday. <laughs> 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 <laughs>